Hello, and welcome to the Blame Sabermetrics podcast. I'm Evan Culbertson, and with me, as always, is Brandon Schlotfeld. Hey. How was your Thanksgiving, Brandon? It was well. Uh, I mean, it was good. It wasn't well. It was good. How was yours? <laughs> Mine was quite well. I thought you were asking me how I was at first, so I said, I'm well, but okay. Yeah, gotta, gotta love those holidays, mm-hmm. those holiday breaks. Well, the biggest news in baseball, as you've undoubtedly heard, is that the Boston Red Sox signed David Price to a seven-year, $217 million contract. Uh, it's now the biggest contract in history for a starting pitcher, eclipsing Clayton Kershaw's, which was still pretty crazy, and is tied for the greatest average annual value of any player in Major League history with Miguel Cabrera. The details of the deal are rather interesting because after three years, Price is an opt-out, and unlike, for example, the Max Scherzer contract with the Nationals last year, there isn't a lot of deferred money. It's a it's a pretty steady $31 million a year. Um, with, I mean, it increases slightly over the course, but nothing to write home about. I have plenty of thoughts on this deal, but... No, go since, ahead, go ahead. No, Brandon uh, <laughs> so geniusly, that's a word, predicted David Price to sign with the Red Sox. Uh, Brandon, what what did you know that I did not? How did you how did you know this was going to happen? And what do you think about it? Um, I just didn't think the Cubs were going to sign someone for that much money, or at least uh, they weren't they weren't going to be willing to give someone two hundred seventeen million after they gave that much after they gave so much money to Lester that offseason. So I figured they would go for someone more in his range and not uh, not the amount of money that David Price commanded. So that's why I picked the Red Sox because they would give him that money. Had a lot of insider knowledge there, of course. Just You're yeah, brilliant. What you did. Uh, you just know the future. What do you What do you think of the deal for the Red Sox? Um, I think I like it more for Price than I do the Red Sox. I really like opt out deals, I guess, because of like how much LeBron James is. I know I'm going to go into basketball for a second, but his contract he signs, he'll sign a two year deal with an opt out, so he'll opt out every year, let all of his teammates get paid, and then he'll take the money that's left but I mean that doesn't happen I mean it also gives him the chance to get paid a lot every year but obviously it's different in baseball if you I mean you could have an opt-out or whatever and no one's going to want to pay you that much money since you're three years older or how many years older than you were when you signed the contract since uh his opt-out's after his third year right yeah it's after the third year yeah so, I mean, he'll be 33 when that happens. Um, and it might be harder for him to get the amount of money that's left on his contract or more than what's left at that point. If that's what the opt-out is in place for, that he can just try and get more money, more than $147 million at age 33. Or, if, I mean, or if he's just, I mean, if the Red Sox aren't as good as he thinks they'll be at that point, he can always just get out of there and, go somewhere else while he's still while he can still pitch and he's not locked up for seven years right I, I gotta I gotta say it's probably unlikely that he would opt out at that age which is why I wanted to ask you how much war does he have to put up over the next three seasons to opt out do you think to, to think that he would get a bigger contract a longer contract than the the remaining four at 30 million a year because again payrolls are rising and we don't really know how much money that's going to be in three years. So how much do you think he'd have to put up before he would he would test the waters 
going into his age 34 season. Yeah, I mean, he put up almost six and a half by fan graphs last year. Or, yeah, this past season. And then six the year before. So maybe, I don't know, 15 maybe? Maybe a little less? Maybe in like the 13 to 15. Interesting. Range, maybe. But, I mean, $31 million a year is still a lot, and he might not. I mean, he might be able to get 33 or 34 at most. But, I, I mean, or if he just wants to go somewhere else, then he can still get the same amount of money. But, yeah. But I'd say 13 to 15. I think it's much higher. I think it's closer to 20. Mm-hmm. I think that he has to have three of the best seasons of his career. Probably has to win a Cy Young for him to think that he's going to get a better deal. Now, of course, if it's not dependent on performance, if it's completely dependent on how much he likes playing in Boston, that's a completely different issue. Mm-hmm. I, admitting my full bias, wanted better for David Price. The The Cardinals were the runners-up, but weren't close when it comes to money. And now he's going to Boston. That is just a shame for him. <laughs> More of a shame for you, I think. Uh, maybe, but also it's a it's a dumpster fire right now with with Hanram and Panda. Um, it's it's great for the Red Sox that they got to keep, you know, Betts, who I've decided is a perennial MVP candidate, and Bogarts, and didn't have to, you know, trade any of their other top prospects who haven't come up yet to get their ace because they have as much money as they want to spend. So that's great for them. But alas, my main concern, and this probably isn't something anyone wants to talk about, but I'm going to talk about it, is that Boston fans and media are really hard on players. That's, you know, not an environment he's really been in before. He's going to have rough patches because every pitcher does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not something he's faced before, and maybe he's fine. He's an adult, and he's a professional, and he's really <laughs> good. But at the same time... The, the fans and media are really tough on, especially in Boston, on players who struggle. And he's black. And Boston has a, an awful history with black players. Consistently one of the most racist cities in the country. And that might be a complete non-issue. But given the makeup of that roster right now and given the expectations of, of him, he's going to be the African-American face of the franchise. I was completely right in that you didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> Uh, I, just, I mean, you've said everything that I would say. I was going to talk. I was going to talk about basketball again, but I'm not going to. I already did that once. We're going to save one not baseball tangent for podcast. So, what do you think uh, this means for Granky? Um, Anything? No, I think it's down to the Giants, and I think if anything, he might get a higher, like a higher AAV. So maybe he'll. Price is at 30, 31, 32. Maybe he gets 33. He's also, I mean, he's 32 now, right? Oh, he'll be entering his 33 season. So if anything, maybe he just gets an extra million dollars a year just so he's above right. price. And again, but, he wasn't going to sign a seven-year deal anyway. No. You know, at his age, he's going to uh, yeah, get like a five or six probably. Yeah, six max. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, six with like a team option or a player option on the end. Right. But I mean, I can see him getting slightly more. I don't think that I think that the fact that, you know, Jordan Zimmerman didn't blow the market open means that we're we're not going crazy high, you know, 
Mm-hmm. Price's deal is barely richer than Kershaw's. It didn't. It didn't really move the the needle that much. So. Yeah. I don't think it means that much. No. Yeah. If anything, he maybe he gets like an extra like maybe he gets thirty two and a half million now. Just to, maybe his agent can just to say like he's another, got more. Yeah. His agent can just squeeze another couple million out of them. The the thing I think this does affect, interestingly enough, is the Cardinals were prepared to spend quite a bit of money on David Price when, as we've discussed, they don't necessarily need an ace. This, to me, probably says that they're going to focus really hard on trying to get Hayward. Yeah. I think that if they were willing to spend big money on a pitcher, they're probably definitely willing to get the deal done with Hayward, who's so much younger and a position player and meets more of a need of theirs. Especially, uh, they just let Borges pass through waivers and was just claimed by the Phillies. So, and they non-tendered uh, Steve Ciszek today too, which he was projected around seven million in arbitration for next year. So that, I mean, regardless, I think they're planning on non-tendering him anyways. But it's still seven million dollars less they have to deal with next year. Right, just freed up a little bit of money. Right. And again, the Red Sox are a good team to sign him insofar as... I've been really negative about the Red Sox, but they have a lot of money, and they do have some young talent, and I don't think they're going to compete next year. It would be kind of impressive if they did, but then again, there's a lot of teams who did really well this year that we weren't expecting, and so the Red Sox with David Price wouldn't really surprise me when the Twins did as well as they did this year, for example. But at the same time, they're a big market team with more money than God, and... Dave Dombrowski, ready to be aggressive. So, it's a good move for them. I'm not really worried about the money on the back end. I don't think they are either. It's kind of what it takes to get a deal done. Yep. I mean, yep. I say we stay on starting pitching and talk about another one of the top pitchers in this free agent class, which is Johnny Cueto, which the the story around him is that he, he turned down an offer from the Diamondbacks for six years and $120 million. And I've seen a lot of talk, I don't know about you, Brandon, in your circles, but I've seen a lot of talk of how he should have taken that, because for Johnny Cueto, that's that's good money, and he did struggle coming from the Reds last year, struggled in the postseason for the most part, but I think that six years and $120 million is, like, ridiculous for Cueto's talents. I think that there's no question that he is an ace, and there have been durability concerns about him his whole career, and he's defied them all. So I don't really see any reason to think that he's just broken now. And, for example, let's swing back to Boston. We think about the fact that Rick Porcello is making $20 million a year. I mean, if I were an agent, I would bring that up for just about... I'd bring that up every time. I was like, hey, this guy makes $20 million a year. Like, if you're not going to give my guy $20 million, then see you later. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any team in baseball would pick Rick Porcello over Johnny Cueto, you know? Like, he's he's spectacular, and he's been spectacular, and granted, in the National League, so I can see why after his, his struggles in Kansas City that some teams want to stay away from him. But at the same time, it's hard for us to tell what causes those things. He'd been pitching with the Reds forever, now he's in a new place, maybe he was just uncomfortable. It happens. They're people. Maybe there'd be an adjustment period no matter where he goes. You know, the guy's had one of the lowest ERAs in baseball over the past, you know, three, three four years. 
You know, two years ago, he had a 2.25 ERA and struck out almost nine batters per nine. And now you want to pay him less than Rick Porcello. I don't get it. I just don't. But a lot of people in the industry seem to have a different opinion than me. So maybe they've all seen his physicals and they're unhappy, which is entirely possible. But I don't know what this one. What do you think, Brandon? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't surprised to see he rejected it. I think he could get, I mean, up to 160, maybe not over six years, maybe like over seven. Maybe he just declined it because he didn't want to be in Arizona. That's also a factor in it. And, of course, I think Jordan Zimmerman just got $22 million a year. I think Cueto's better than mm-hmm. Zimmerman. I would agree. I mean, I think he could at least get 4 or $5 million a year more than, uh, not more than Zimmerman, but more than what he was offered. Yeah, and again, with with contracts trending upwards the way that they are and media money coming in, you know, I guess the downside is with Cueto that you don't, you don't see him in three years. You're paying him, but he's just on the DL. But I haven't seen anything, you know, since he, he came back from whenever his last injury was, like a few years ago. 2013. He got hurt in 2013. And since then has been pretty tops, aside from his 80 innings in Kansas City. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. I think he was right to turn it down. I think that he's going to get more money. And if he doesn't, it's probably because teams know something about his health that I can't know, you know? So Right. Because his performance, I think, speaks for itself. It's not about his performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it could just be as simple as, I don't want to play in Arizona. So, who knows? I definitely don't want to play in Arizona. That sounds really hot. Mm-hmm. Especially if I was an athlete. God, I don't live in Arizona yeah. now. If I had to, like, do sports, miserable. Yep. Um, I'm glad we agree that we would take Cueto over Zimmerman. I think, I think Jordan Zimmerman's a really good pitcher, too. But I think Cueto's upside is a lot higher. Zimmerman's just, I guess... People are less worried about consistency from him. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Cueto's fatal flaw is all you have to do is just chant his name at him and he collapses, so... Clearly. Maybe, yeah, slightly better than Kryptonite, but yeah, I digress. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, what? the third and final thing I want to talk about today is that the Twins did, in fact, sign Byung-Ho Park. Um, the details were announced this week. It is a four-year, $12 million deal with a $6.5 million club option for 2020. And I love this deal for the Twins. Straight up love it. I like it. I am astounded that he got signed for this cheap. I don't know why. As we, I mean, we've talked about him for a while. You know, he's 29 years old, and we don't really have a ton of uh, precedent for Korean baseball players coming over and succeeding, but we do have one very recent example. And he just absolutely mashed in Korea, so paying him $3 million a year is kind of crazy? I mean, am I, am I totally wrong here, or is that, like, way undervaluing his, his potential? Well, I think, I mean, there's just so much uncertainty with him, like there was with Kong last year. I mean, he got more money than, than Kong did, but... I mean, they still, I mean, you don't know what he's going to be like in, in with the American pitching. There's also that factored into there. 
I mean, I was surprised when I saw 12 million. I thought it would be maybe closer to 20 or maybe 16, 17. Uh, last year, his age 28 season, he hit 343, 436, 714 with 53 home runs. And that wasn't an outlier year, though his power has been growing uh, pretty steadily over the past couple of years. Uh, 52 the year before that, and then 37 with sluggings north of 600. So there's there's a clear difference in talent between Korean baseball and American baseball, but he mashed the hell out of Korean baseball. My my question would be with that deal is what's what's his floor? Like what are you what are you worried about? Because I look at this and I think you know he does strike out a lot, but what's like, the worst he's going to be is like I don't know Justin Smoke. Like if he's Justin Smoke, that's a disaster, right? But mm-hmm. Justin Smoke's making more than that this year, you know? Yeah. And his ceiling I'm, is like I don't know Chris Davis or Jose Abreu, I guess. Um, maybe maybe a notch below Chris Davis, but hitting for maybe not the home runs of Chris Davis, but maybe like. Less home runs, but, like, yeah, maybe a better slash line than Chris Davis, hopefully. Uh-huh. Or, like, I mean, Jose Abreu is a good cop because Jose Abreu is a guy who came over a little older than we're used to seeing Cuban players coming over, and he hit immediately, and we didn't really know what he was going to be. We were having the same conversations a couple years ago because Jose Abreu was, like, the consensus best player in Cuba at the time, and he came over and he did fine. I don't know. Three million is nothing. I uh, mean, like, just, I mean, there's so much uncertainty with him. Like, he, I mean, just on a personal level, just having to come to America and just that whole, like, cultural shock. I mean, if he's never been to America before and then having to live here and be on the road here and have a translator with you 24-7, you can't really interact with your teammates at all. I mean, you're just in a completely new environment, and there's also that giant personal adjustment you have to make, especially, I mean, just... Moving states is, like, a cultural adjustment depending on where you come from and where you go. But, I mean, changing countries and having people scream things at you in a language you've never heard before is, I mean, there's there's that as well as just, like, adjusting to the competition level as well. Sure. I mean, you could just have a personal breakdown and he doesn't play and he, he can't get past the mental block of moving, but also he's an adult... He's a professional athlete, but I yeah. mean, that can happen to anyone. So, What I'm hearing is that you're suggesting that teams impose a racist tariff to say that, like, because he's Korean, they don't think he can, like, handle it? Well, I was, I mean, I was saying more Because, like, you like, Darvish came over, and you Darvish got $60 million over six years. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was $12 million just about to say that, yeah. Over four years mm-hmm. sounds like a joke to me. Mm-hmm. It's so low. Again, I'll, I'll just go back to Justin Smoke because, again, if he's Justin Smoke level, it's a disaster. But Justin Smoke is making more than that this year. And granted, we know what Justin Smoke is, and granted, Justin Smoke was a great prospect coming up that just totally busted. But fuck, that's like no money. Yeah. Again, they got him to agree with it. That's At the end of the day, it doesn't matter because he agreed to this deal. He wants to take this deal. It's just such a steal for the Twins. It's incredible Mm -hmm. i mean even if he let's say he got 30 million and he busts like it's better than spending the money on chris davis and hoping that he is or that he stays consistent and is what he 
has been before, but yeah, I mean, twelve million is just—it's nothing. I would have, I would have given him way more than twelve million. Oh yeah, but again, he agreed to it, so yeah. I wonder I mean, if it's also the post and view too. So really, it's like twenty-four and a half million. So it's there's still the commitment. Oh is, right, that's yeah. true. So it's more like a twenty-five million dollar commitment to twelve million, but. But again, uh, I mean, but there's no, Park doesn't see any of that money. But there's also like no precedent for Korean power hitters at all. So I mean, true. So maybe I mean it's the thing where I mean the first guy gets no money because no one knows what he's going to be like, and then next year if another Korean power hitter gets posted, maybe he gets four years, twenty four million, and then a higher right. posting fee. So yeah, that makes sense. I just love this. I think that the Twins are probably moving in an exciting direction. I don't know, as we again, as we discussed before, I'm not really sure where they're going to put all those pieces. Maybe they move Ploof. Maybe they just deal with Maurer at first base and Park at DH and Sano in the outfield, which would also be fine. But they're building a, an interesting team there, considering they almost contended, or they did contend, they almost made it in the playoffs last year. Very intrigued by the Twins. Me too. Very intrigued. All right. You got anything else? I don't have anything else to talk about. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, you can send emails to blamesabermetrics at gmail.com. We would love to field some questions, or you can send us some some passionate hate uh, towards me over me not liking the fans of the Boston Red Sox, or towards Brandon for trying to talk about basketball. <laughs> or you can just be nice and ask us questions. But... We love you, and thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. I'll pay for you anytime. I'll pay for you.